0: Sketch 14 of Modern Monologues by Marjorie Benton-Cook. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Stage directions, read by Eva Davis. Butler, read by Thomas Peter.
1: Made, read by Linda Olson-Fytak, Los Angeles. Sketch
0: 14, Below Stairs. Scene, Servants Hall. Enter the butler who drops into a chair with a deep sigh. Enter the maid, who also drops down, sighing. Butler. (sighs) How'd
1: Maid. (sighs) Ah, well, I hope so. The carriage door slammed before I came down. Fans languidly with a paper.
0: What a day. It's begun rang this morning, and it's been getting worse steady all day. First she came into my pantry and says to my face, to me face, mind you, that the silver had not been cleaned for a week. I says, Madam, it was cleaned five days ago today. Well, she says, it's black, and you haven't had a dinner party nor a lunch for two days, and not a thing on earth to do but clean the silver. Then I spoke right up. If there was men enough in the stable, I says, so the under-butler wouldn't have to ride on the box with you, I says. The silver would be clean twice a week. But, I says, would have to economise on the under-butler. I do the best I can, mum, I says.
1: Sure you do, we all do. If she'd economise a little on her clothes, we could have another under-butler, and it would be more comfortable for all of us.
0: Just have me a sip of that sherry maggot to quit my nerves. "'Sin it in her, I was most frantic. "'She was a bundle of nerves, and he was a bundle of grunts. "'I was so flustered, I gave him the wrong cigar, "'and I gave her scotch for Roy, "'and all those zouzous at the party rubbered their heads off. Oh, "'I saw that old Mrs. Smith's might a-grinnin' "'and I watched to spear champagne down her back.'
1: "'Well, ye ain't the only marner on the binge.' She hasn't been to bed before three o'clock for three days and she's cross as two sticks. It's Maggie here and Maggie there and not those shoes, Maggie. And I told you to have that uppity cloak cleaned. By God, I thought I'd shake her. You told me about that cloak this morning, I says. Did you expect me to have it cleaned in home by tonight, I says? She gave me a look. But she's too smart to make me real mad.
0: Look at the way we work, from nine in the morning till late at night, and them not out more than three days awake to lunch, and four nights awake to dinner. And what do you get for your service? A paltry hundred a month in your livery, and no thanks. Oh, it's a horrid life, Maggie, and that's no joke.
1: Well, look at me. What with her breakfast to be took up at nine, and her lunch clothes laid out, and her afternoon clothes climbed, and her dinner clothes pressed, I've never a minute to meself. Now, you get a rest when they're off to dinner, but not me. Grins.
0: Go on. You were sleeping two hours yesterday.
1: Well, goodness knows I needed it. Don't she get in at all hours, and don't I have to wait up? Well, what's doing tonight?
0: Oh, I have a few friends coming to like supper in the Sirens Hall.
1: Am I in it?
0: Sure you are, Maggie. You're a fine girl, McCree. Do you think I'd love you out?
1: Who's coming?
0: Cabbage laid for tin.
1: Silver and plate? Sure. Wine? Sure dancing afterwards?
0: Samson, me and you to lead the cotillion.
1: Cotillion, You don't say.
0: I do. You know they are in the habit of pitching their cotillion favours into the wastebasket the morning after. And I am in the habit of collecting them out. Oh, say, oh I've got grand lot of stuff. Not for ten figures.
1: Oh, say, ain't we coming ill vote? She rises and sweeps by him, saying, Ring the bell, please, Martin, for me maid. I must dress for Mr. Martin Matthew Moriarty's ball. Order me carriage at livin Ah, here you are, Maggie. Lay out me green satin and me yellow coat. <laughs> I'll be with you in the twinkling of an eye, Moriarty. She runs out, looks after her.
0: Maggie, you're a fine girl. He rises and stretches. Oh, I don't know. I may marry that girl. She most suits me. Well, we'll see. Exit. End of sketch 14.